theyeshiva.net. So the last three shiurim we covered um, till the middle of Pedic Bays, which is page 82, Mem Aleph, column 3. Mem Aleph, column 3. Close to the bottom of the page. So we've been explaining and talking about the concept of a name, the concept of light, the concept of tzimtzum. They're not just concepts. This is the DNA of life. This is the, the building blocks, the structure that defines the entire experience of life because the entire experience of creation and our relationship with ourselves and with, with the world and with our Creator. So let's continue inside. So page 82, yeah, column 1, the line starts, Shmeir uh, Uvin, like 20 lines from the bottom, Shmeir Uvin, speaking about Leah, why she named her son Reuven, because she saw, she saw the nature of his story, she saw the nature of his soul. We don't always have that acute vision, sometimes it's from outside, inside, from the outside in, by her it was from the inside out, because she knew who she who he was, therefore she gave him the name Reuven. Bechal, the Shvatim were named by the Imayas, by the mothers. They had that, that feeling. The soul itself doesn't need a name. The body itself doesn't have a name. The Shidduch, the relationship between the soul and the body, the way the soul is manifested through the body, which is very significant, but on the other hand, it's a very limited manifestation of the soul, that which is expressed through the body. Again, that's Ur, that's shame. That's where the name comes in. And the name captures that energy. <clears throat> And like a name, I could know somebody's name, and it doesn't mean any. It, I don't. I don't know anything. I, all I know is your name. Big deal, right? <laughs> you get on your resume, right, for a shidduch reference for your child. So you have a name. So you have a name. What? What? What does that name tell you? Another person who knows the person. Oh, the name. Ooh, it comes with hagan sevelt, hagan satayda. So it's very. Uh, that that's that's the name. So he continues. Dehine. We, we, we learned this line, but it's, it's good to repeat this line again. See, here he captures the essence of, of the point. It, 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 it's, it's, an essential, it's an essential awareness. Any great thing that needs to restrict itself, tzimtzum, of course, means restriction, condensing, limiting, uh, filtering, Right, the concept of eclipsing, removing anything that has to be mitzamtzim itself. Why? Why should it be mitzamtzim itself? Because of the chius, out of respect to the energy level of that which is below it. The teacher has to communicate to a student on his terms. A person needs to communicate to another person on their terms. So any tzimtz, anything that's that's big, that's gigantic, that's titanic, but it needs to go through a filtering process, right? Our unconscious brain to our conscious brain is probably the biggest example. What's in our unconscious brain and what, go, what it's allowed to come into my conscious thoughts? How much percent of our personality is beneath the radar? You can guess probably, right? And what's the comparison between the two? So he says, anything great that needs to go through a tzimtzum in order to provide to a level of energy, chiyus, that is lower. When we say lower, it doesn't mean physically lower. Lower means um, 
a more limited form of consciousness. So that means he's communicating, or it's communicating its name, its Shmoy. The way, in other words, everything is perceived and experienced by that which is receiving it, that's called its name. The relationship of something vis-a-vis itself, you don't need name. It is what it is. A name is always how I'm hearing you, how, how I'm getting you, how I'm experiencing you. There's you and there's your name. You're, literally, a name is how I call you. But spiritually, what does a name mean? It's not just how I call you. Your name is Yisrael, your name is David, your name is Moshe, your name is Yankel, your name is Shmerl. Obviously, yeah. But here he's talking about how I call you mean anything I know about you. I know you through your name. In other words, the name represents the way you articulate yourself into my experience. That's your name. That's what the concept of shame is. And it therefore begins with Oyrein Saif. <laughs> it begins with Oyrein Saif. That's the first name. The way Ein Saif allows itself to be articulated in some form or fashion that something outside should be able to experience it. This is clear what I'm saying. It's a little abstract, yeah? Anybody wants to give a marshal, maybe? a marshal? And from the therapist's office? Oh. You're going to give me a marshal from uh, electromagnetic spectrums. Those are the good mashalim. <laughs> so the name represents, so if I don't have to emit, I don't need a name. <laughs> the name represents that which you emit, which as we know in light, is a frequency that resonates with the recipient. And different recipients resonate with different frequencies. Some frequencies I won't register because it's just above me. My kalim can't register, can't resonate with that frequency. Now here we understand it's not just you're emitting a light. This light that you're emitting is creating the very recipient, you understand? It's not just impacting it. It's not just a teacher teaching a class to a student and it has to resonate. It's the class that molds the identity of the student. So every single creature, every single creation on any level is a result of a different type of frequency that it's experiencing. You understand? In the muscle, you exist. I just want to communicate to you. So I have to communicate to you in a way that they could resonate with you. If not, I'm not communicating. I'm communicating to myself. Here the communication is what creates the very identity of the one you're communicating with. So the type of light that's being emitted is what's responsible for the consciousness and the very chemistry, spiritual and physical, of the creation. It's an important uh, qualification. And thus, when there is the revelation to the other, what do we mean the revelation to other? When the I is experienced on some, to some degree by the other, which is what we call name, that's the name, that's your name. Your name is the way, in Yiddish you would say, the way somebody else is receiving it, that's what your name is, that's what's communicated to them. 
On one hand, the letters of a name are just material letters. They're like, uh, you have a baruch, you have beis and reish and vav and chav, just like material letters, ve'enam klum, like, doesn't seem to be anything there. It's just letters that you write down on a piece of paper, beis, reish, vav, chav. And yet, when I associate that name with you, it's like, it's you. You know, baruch, I know baruch. I know shalom, I know shmetal. So he says, But those letters capture an energy, that energy which is articulated in the body. How much of the soul's energy is articulated in the body? And the answer is, Most of the neshama is not manifested in the body. Not because the body is bad, because the body has certain kalim. The body has certain kalim. And the neshama is manifested, it's embodied through the vessels of the body. Now that's extremely significant. That's called the name of the soul, the light of the soul, the, the shame of the soul. The vitality, the animation, the consciousness, and the life force that extends into all of the body. The neshama itself is the core, is the soul itself. It's far beyond embodiment. What's re, what's represented in the guf is the neshama, but again, it's like the ray of the sun, the metaphor that he gave earlier. What's light? Light is a certain frequency of the source of the light that resonates with the one who received it based on his or her tools. Like we discussed yesterday, everything emits light, and yet so many things in the universe I don't see. Why? Because the frequency doesn't get registered by me, so I say it doesn't exist. Right? Imagine you'll define what exists and what doesn't exist based on what you see. Yeah? If you define existence and not based on what you see, so you know what doesn't exist. Electricity doesn't exist. Atoms don't exist. Cells don't exist. Genes for sure don't exist. DNA doesn't exist. And of course, viruses don't exist. Fungi, bacteria, <laughs> germs, none of these exist. They didn't know about them until a hundred years ago. Why? Because they didn't have the tools, the microscopic tools to identify something called a virus. So who poisoned the wells? The Jews or the devil? Of course. Huh? They still poison the wells, huh? Right. In other words, the Black Plague, what did they attribute to? Whatever they attributed to the devils, the Jews, and this, because they didn't have the, the, the kalim to identify this type of creation. So it doesn't exist. It was too, too small. So it, doesn't, it means it doesn't exist. It means that the light doesn't resonate with me. The oil was not mitzumtzum in a way that my retina, my sensors, and my brain can pick it up and interpret it. The same is true with everything. So that's the concept of shame. So which part of the neshama is expressed in the body? That which the body captures, which is, which is amazing. It's unbelievable what the, brain, what the brain has. But he said it's limited based on the vessel of the brain. And it's this light, it's this flow, this flow, and he keeps on calling it ha'ara, ha'ara, which is the ur that comes from the source, from the mar. This ha'ara, this is nishrash, this is eingevartzelt. Um, it's rooted, it becomes embedded, embedded. Engraved, so to speak, in the letters of the name. That's what the letters articulate. They articulate the er, the ha'ara. L'chein, Hashem shayich davke b'slapshus ha'neshama b'guf. And that's why the name only applies when the soul and the body meet. 
when there's a hislapshus, when the, it's an interesting word, hislapshus, the soul gets enclosed like a lavush, it gets dressed up. Of course, we're not talking about a physical uh, garment that you take off. The goof is one with the soul, but it's, it's still a malubish, it's manifested through and in the body. Because then the light is actualized, then the light is emitted, because the body needs to become alive. And that energy is channeled through those, those wires, through those channels, through those conduits, through those emitters, which are the letters of the name. And therefore, Adam gave every creature a different name. And you can't confuse the names. It's not, the Ramban says that the names in Lashon Kodesh are not a shame haskemi, it's his word. It's not a name that everybody agrees on. Its power is not the vote, right, of the linguistic academy. Its power is, the chemistry, the laws of chemistry, the laws of biology, the laws of nature. In other words, the name comes from reality. The name is not just something that we agree on for our convenience because you need names in order to be able to communicate. Sometimes when a person is in a faint, sometimes a person is in a faint, it says calling by the name is, is helpful because it's like a... He resonates. I say it's frequency. It's like a dosage of the energy, yeah. There's a word, I think, from Repinchas Koritzer. He was a student of the Baal Shem Tev and the Magad. He said a very powerful word. He said that in the time of the Baal Shem Tev, the Jewish people were in a comatose state. It was after the pogroms, the Ukrainian pogroms of Bogdan Chvilanetsky, 1648-49, Tachtat, which, uh, which destroyed, destroyed Polish and Ukrainian Jewry in the hundreds of thousands. Rebnosin Han, Hanover, as a safe, Yovan Metzula describes the, he was a historian of the time, Rebnosin Hanover, he has a safe called Yovan Metzula, he describes the atrocities of Tachtat. It was, uh, you know, in our generation, because of the Holocaust, it eclipsed everything else. But till the Holocaust, Tachtat was uh, extremely significant in terms of the destruction it wreaked. And then also there was the Shapsi Tzvi debacle right before the Baal which was another major catastrophe. And generally, it was just, you know, the Gullahs got to the Jewish people. So the Pinchas Karitz said the Jews were in a comatose state. They were fashlof and fachalisht. So what do you do when somebody's in a coma? You whisper their name into their ear. So the Rebbeinu Shalom whispered the name of Klal Yisrael into its ear. What's its name? Yisrael. And that was the Baal <laughs> The Balshemtiv's name is Yisrael. So essentially, the Balshemtiv was a divine whisper. <laughs> That's what he was. The very presence of the Balshemtiv was Hashem whispering the name of the Jewish people into their ear, Yisrael. And, and what happens? You, you come back to life. You, you learn who you are. All you need to know is, you know, your name. You have a name. Yeah. That's why his name was Yisrael. Before the soul descends in the body, when we say before, we're not talking only in time. Remember, when it says before, before there's always a before. Before means in a state that is beyond that which is embodied. The kaidimidasa beguf is not just before, once happened before you were born. It's also after you're born. The state of the neshama, the way it's pre-being embodied, which always exists. Because the soul is not like made up of a thousand pieces. It always exists. It's the higher state of your consciousness, the higher state. So he says, that You see, the, everything we spoke about, he now replies to a person. Before the soul comes into the body, it's not that the oid is not there. Of course it's there. 
The ray of the sun is also in the solar core, but it doesn't have a name over there. Why? Because it's subsumed in its essence. It's seen in a different context. Over there, the name is not separate from the essence. It's part of the essence. And when I say part, I don't mean part like a part of a puzzle. Part, I mean, its very identity is just the essence itself. It doesn't have a separate story, a separate identity, a distinct identity. After it emerges, it emits, suddenly it can be given its own name, its own yichis, its own identity, its own, its own story. Everything is there before, but it's just subsumed. It's nichlo musa in the essence. He calls it the bitl mamish. What is bitl mamish? Bitl mamish means it doesn't occupy any separate space. It's completely aligned with the core. And that's why it doesn't have a name. The name only captures a ha'ara. Once the ray of the sun leaves the sun, and now it assumes its distinct identity to the point that you can even not see it as a reflection of the source. Or even if you see it as a reflection of the source, it went through a lot of filters and a lot of tzimtzumim, then it assumes this name. And that's what the name is. But in its essence, the oil is there. Everything is there. It's not like it comes out later. But what is it? It's, over there, it's part of the infinite essence that doesn't have a description, that doesn't have a name. Why is this so relevant? <laughs> because what this means is, what this means is, that everything could be experienced on different levels. Everything could be interpreted on different levels. Even the shame, if it's taken back to its source, if it's traced back to its source, what is it? It's infinity. And that's what we, that's what I was, we were trying to touch on yesterday, that once something has a name, it often gets fixed into a particular box. And this is what it is. But if you can take the shame back to its source, over there, the name is just another hechitimtza. It's just another manifestation of the infinite source. There's no gulf in between them. In other words, every shame can be experienced as it is already a name. But if it's taken back, if you go back, if you trace it back to its progenitor, so to speak, to its mother, to its father, he says it's not separate from the mohos va'atzmos. That's the concept of Achlai Nivra Ha'olam Hayahu Ushmai. The Shmai was also there, but the Shmai is completely part of the infinite essence. Now, this has a lot of ramifications in, in, in Avoida on many levels, but two, two very brief points. And I'm, we could pause there for a long time, but I just want to say the points briefly because I want to get, I want to move on. But two very brief points is. It means that nothing has to be amputated, nothing has to be removed, nothing has to be eliminated from a person's life. It just has to be traced back to its origin. <clears throat> right? Essentially, everything is one. We're all one. Everybody is rooted in the Ein Saif, in the infinity. The shame is the way it gets articulated. How many names are there? A person can have a billion names. <laughs> Much more than that. Every hour, my, right, your name could change. <laughs> What do they say? The Eskimos have 70 names uh, seventy names for snow. I don't know if that's a legend or it's reality, but they have a lot of names for snow. N- names change. Depends on the Ha'ada, right? Depends on the Ha'ada. But essentially, the point is that nothing ultimately has to be eliminated. 
what you want to do is you want to trace it back to the Shairish. Because if you trace it back to the source, then it's part of Ein Saif. That's extremely, extremely important. So nothing has to be removed. And another major point is that a person always has to know the limitation of a name. We need names because it articulates everything, but we have to understand that it's only a limited interpretation of it, and when you can take it back to its source, a lot of healing can happen. Not just healing, but complete transformation. So that's why it's so important to understand this contrast. The name is real. It's real as an articulation, which is also real, because that articulation is also part of the source. It's one of the potentials in which the source can be emitted. Yeah. Right, so here he's, you see it's very subtle. On one hand, and one hand it's from the sun. It's not a fake thing, right? It's a certain articulation, but the way the sun can be articulated in a single ray of light. And how do you compare that to the whole sun? It's Be'in right? What is it, 1%, 2%? How much electricity is emitted from the sun in a single ray of light <laughs> relative to the whole sun? I mean, the density there is... Uh such that we, would we wouldn't even have the numbers for it, right? Yeah. The ray of the sun we enjoy with vitamin D, it gives us light, it gives us warmth. If I would have the sun itself, <laughs> it would wipe us, uh, wipe us away, right? So, so, so it's the name, it's the earth that articulates the sun in a way that our planet can live, Gewaldic. And we're thankful for it. We have a special bracha every day. Baruch Hashem, Yoitzer, Hamairis, right? We thank Hashem. We don't take the sun for granted. I once told you the story in Chelem. They were debating in Chelem what's more important, the sun or the moon. So after seven days, they concluded that the moon is much more important because the sun shines when you don't need it during the daytime. Who needs the sun during the daytime? But the moon is a chiddush. The moon shines at night. So it's very easy to take for granted that which uh, is so much part of life. So that's an example for Shem. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's Oisius. Shame is Oisius, yeah. Oisius is a metaphor, yeah. That's the concept, yeah. Nimtzimovan. So the, what's, what's the, what, what do we learn from all this? Gamkin. The Inyan HaShem U Gamkin Al-Darech Mashal Debchines HaOdem HaShe'enin Negeil HaAtzmi Yisklah. So the result is that what we what Chazal call in one place HaOre, in Tanakh it's called a name. Like he said before, in Gemara it's called Ziv, in Zayr it's called Eir, in Eitzchayim it's called Eir in Saif, in Pirkei Rebelez it's called Shmai, in Tanakh it's called his name. And that's the same concept like Ha'ara. She'ene negel is klal, it doesn't touch, it doesn't affect, it doesn't capture the atzmiyiz, the core. And if the, even the Eir is not communicated like this, the, the clouds are blocking it, it's not like the sun melts away, like the sun is hurt. The soul itself doesn't need a name. When it's extended and manifested and embodied, that's the name. And that name channels it. Then the name is not just important. The name is extremely important. The name is vital. Vital, pun intended. The same is true. When we say lamaila, we mean... Lamaila again doesn't mean above on a higher floor. Lamaila means that this is all an understanding of the entire relationship between the Boire and the Nivra, the Creator and the Creation. When we say Hashem creates, sustains, gives existence to the world, 
It's a manifestation of name. Everything is divine energy. The whole chius of the world is divine energy. But what is it? It's called Hashem's name. And that's why that word is frequently used in Tanakh, and frequently used in Chazal, and frequently used in the Nusach of Tfilis. The name. Because the name is again like the light that is manifested and becomes the consciousness of the universe. Whether it's my consciousness, or your consciousness, or the consciousness of a mosquito, or the consciousness of a, of a, of a, of a beer, or an elephant, or the consciousness of a tree, or the consciousness that exists in a rock. There's endless names, because there's endless manifestations, but it's all name. And that's why everything has a different name. And from those ten mamaris, every single nivra evolves through the Isis of Lashon HaKadosh, through the Chavbez Isis. There's a Sefer HaPardis from the Ramak, Moshe Kordavira, right? So he there has Shar Hashemis, and he goes through how the names of Asar Mamaris, it goes through what's called Tzirufim, uh, transmutations, right? It goes through all these types of mutations, which is literally genetic mutations, literally spiritually genetic mutations that create the chemistry of every single nivra. But what is it? It's all defined by Shmoy, by name. What's the Atmos core itself? They wouldn't be able to contain and remain defined in their parameters, right? For me to be able to remain who I am, to know my I, if I'm experiencing the core the way it is, so then everything is just part of that. There's no distinctive identity. Right. We enjoy the sun. Beautiful sunny day. When is winter going to end? Baruch Hashem, spring is here, summer is here, right? You're saying that Baruch Hashem, summer is here, is only because we don't get most, most of it. <laughs> right, we don't get toasted. But it's just important to say that in the Nimshal, it's not mamish like that, because in the Nimshal, it wouldn't be destruction. It would just be, you would be subsumed in infinity. Which is destruction, but it's a different type of destruction. <laughs> just want to say that. Huh? It says in Gemara Rosh Hashanah, Shit Alfishnin Hava Alma, V'chad Charuv. It's the end of Rosh Hashanah, the Flamenal. Six thousand years. The famous Gemara, six thousand years is the world. And then the seventh millennium is Charuv, is destruction. So the Balatanya Taich is what's Chad Charuv? Chad Charuv is Bittel. <laughs> that the, the world is revealed as part of Ein Saif, so it's called Charuv. In other words, destruction in the sense that my old paradigms get destroyed. It's a different type of destruction. I thought I was finite. Now I learned I was infinite. It's a different type of korban. It's also a korban. <laughs> it's also a korban. But it's a different, it's a good korban, right? It's a good korban. You had a certain perception of who you are and who you're not, and suddenly you learn that it's a whole different metzius. So it's chad charuf. It's a different type of korban. Huh? Yeah. And the truth is, on a deeper level, every korban in a person's life is really a reflection of that churban. Every churban is to open up the kalim to be able to experience a deeper self. But that's that's a big statement. So, huh? What makes it a churban is that there's a dissonance, that I don't know who I am. And yeah, it's when the name is, uh, the name takes over and the name also becomes a distortion. Sometimes you have a name that Taka reflects the light of the sun comes out in the ray of the sun, 
right? But sometimes that ray goes through so many distortions and now it's already something else. That's already distortion after distortion after distortion. Yeah, that's the core. The core never changes. That's why he'll, he'll always say, the Atmos won't be affected. Atmos, why is that so important? Now let's say Atmos is affected. <laughs> he keeps on in every almost all of my modern. Even if there's clouds and there's, uh, you block the, you block, you put down all the shutters and you close the windows, the Oirash, the Shemesh itself is not affected. Oir, yeah, but Atmos, uh, why is that so negaya? So philosophically you'll say, because Hashem doesn't get changed. But the truth is, it's the aside of everything. Because it means that that core cannot be damaged. It could never be distorted. No, ma- no matter how many distortions, no matter how many mistakes I made, and even if the mistakes were conscious, even if the mistakes were deliberate, because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. The Gemara says in Saitirish, Lakur says, he learns out you're not, a person is not even Aveda unless there's a Ruach Shtus. Rishlakish. Rishlakish was a maven on this sugya. Because the Gemara describes the whole history of Rishlakish. He was a, he was a gladiator. He was, a, you know, he came from a different world. He didn't come from uh, the world of Teda. The whole story about Metziah with Rabbi Yechen, you remember the story. So, uh, so Rishlakish uh, said, There's always a spirit of insanity that goes into a person. Now, what does he mean, insanity? Nobody sins if they're not insane, really. Everyone who sins is a Meshugana. Everyone who sins a Ruach Shtus, Mamash. But Rishlakish means, yeah, what he means, Kipshut is a Ruach Shtus, meaning there's, there's, there's something of, there's, there's some Shtus that went into me. There's something that's being blocked. There's some reality that I'm not in touch with. In other words, if I was in touch with reality, I wouldn't be engaging in this. There's something that's cut off. Something is offline. Something is not receiving, is not receiving the, the flow of energy. And, and you could see it practically. You could see it in every person's life, right? When it comes to addictions, it comes to bad habits. There's something that overtook me. Over to whatever it is, whether it's shame, whether it's, uh, it's horrible pain or loneliness or anger. And, and I'm trying to cope. It's a coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism that comes from a ruachstos. There's no complete lucidity. I'm not completely lucid. That's the word, lucid. You know what lucid means. Huh? Klar, klar, yeah. Yeah. The gam bebchines shmoi. Even the name, ksiv, knizgov shmoi levada. We say every morning in Pesukah de Zimra from Tehillim. You remember? The, the piece about all the elements of nature. Yahalalu Hashem Hashem, Kinizgov Shmoy Levada, Yehoyde Alaretz V'Shamayim V'Aram Karen Yisrael, V'Aram Karen Lame. So he says, Nizgov Shmoy Levada. We praise the name of Hashem. Everyone touches, whenever it says, Yahalalu Hashem Hashem, Yahalalu Hashem Hashem. You praise the name of God, right? The point is, you only praise the name. <laughs> It's not just you praise the name. You praise only the name. And even the name is Nizgov Shmoy. Nizgov means it's exalted. It's aloof. Nizgov. Nizgav mimeni, right? It's completely above. Even Shmoy is not a Mahava. Elohu Levada. Even Shmoy is Levada. What does it mean it's Levada? It remains alone. It remains singular. What do you mean he remains singular? There's a his havos. That's not shmoy. From shmoy itself is still a vaday. 
If Shmoy was manifested, it would still be Levade. Levade means Enoid Movade, alone. Only him. The Hainu Shmoy Gamkin Ene Begadim Mahava Machayakla. Elilahu Levade. Venizgov made Allah flogger you say to show Muflag Harbim Elimusanet Salah. Nizgov means completely another. Even the highest worlds that are called Ma'atzalim, not Nivrayim. You know, in Kabbalah there's Atzilus before Bria. What's the difference? Bria is creation. Atzilus is, in English, it's called emanation. Hashem tells Moshe in Baaloischa, V'atzalti min haruach asher alecha. I will, V'atzalti, Shekoyach, Upshaden. I will confer, the word is confer. I will take some of your energy, your spirit, and I will confer it upon them. Rashi says, It's like lighting a candle from another candle. That's not Bria. It's not Bria, it's like emanation, like the ray of the sun. It's Moshe's reflection. It's like when you look in a mirror, the mirror is a reflection of you. So he says, so that's called Atzilus, not Bria. Bria is a creation, we'll soon see the difference. Even at Silas, which is Lechaira, an emanation, he says it's Nizgov even from Olamus and Atzal. Shmoy, that's even Shmoy. In other words, if there would be true Shmoy, it would still be Levade. What do you mean? But you just said that the whole Bria comes from Shmoy. So he says, Rak ki hoide alaretz v'shamayim. Pirush, shenim shech hoide v'ziv mishmoy, lechayis alaretz v'shamayim. You look in the Pasa, Yehalalu ashem ashem, ki Nizgov shmoy levadoi. Hoidoi, Hoidoi is the ray of Shmai. That's what reaches earth and heaven. Hoidoi of the Shmai alaretz v'shemayim. V'zel ata kadosh v'shimcha kadosh. Shegam pchinis shimcha kadosh amuvdo. There's ata kadosh v'shimcha kadosh. What's the difference? We look at it as a repetition. Repetition. You're holy. Your name is holy. Just to make davening a little longer. You're holy. You're ata echad v'shimcha echad. I thought you were one and your name was not one. You're holy, your name is not holy. Your name is holy, you're not holy. What's the Atta and Shimcha? Here you right away see, in the Lashonis of Anshak Nasus HaGadoyla, Atzmus and Oyr. Atta is you. Shimcha is your name. Your name is also you. But your name is the way the you is articulated to me. That's your name, right? So Atta Kaddish, V'Shimcha is also Kaddish. V'Shimcha is also Kaddish. What does Kaddish mean? Kaddish means, as we said, aloof, nizgav. What do we mean aloof? Aloof doesn't mean it's not here. Aloof means that if Shimcha was completely manifested, the experience of life would be levadai, only him, which means everything would be part of oneness, even from Shimcha, not only from Atta. Why? Because even Shimcha is an articulation of infinity. And when infinity articulates itself, right, it captures the sun, even though it's only Shimcha. So you need from Shimcha, there should be yet another height, a ray from the ray that can allow, can allow ultimately the consciousness of Eretz V'Shamayim. So Yehalalu Hashem Hashem, ki nizgav shmoy levada, hoide al Eretz V'Shamayim. O ma she nimshech bebchines memalekal almen, kamo yishanesham memaleas haguf, zehorak ha'ara de ha'ara. If so, what comes out as memalekal, what's memalekal? Memalekal almen is gefrek nechten. That which comes out mamale. What's mamale? It fills the worlds. What does fill mean? The Gemara says in Brachas Dafyud, Fill is a very important word. Because what does fill mean? Fill doesn't mean it's here. Everything is, Atmos is also here. 
Phil means that the Kali experiences it. You understand? If I pour, this is a seven, seven ounces, eight ounces. If I pour in a hundred ounces here, it can't fill the cup. Filling always means seven ounces of water can fit the cup because it suits the dimensions of this particular cup. This is about this cup, and then there's this cup. Everything has its dimensions. Mamalakal Alman is the divine energy that's tailor-made to the unique chemistry of that nivra. It's not just tailor-made. It makes the chemistry. Again, we always have to remember the difference of the mushal and the nimshal. In the mushal, I come and fill the cup. In the nimshal, it's the level of energy that is communicated that creates the very cup that experiences that energy. Yeah, yeah. So b'meila that ha'ada that's called ha'ada de ha'ada, a ray of a ray. V'zel, this is the pshat. It says in Tehillim, Perik Mevav, lechu chazu mifalois Hashem, asher sum shamois ba'aretz. You know this pasuk. V'amru razal perikama de brachis al tikre shamis alishemus. Come see the mifalois the. In Hebrew, they call mifal a factory. <laughs> but the reason they call it a factory is because come and see the mifalos, come and see the, the workings of the Rebbeinu Shalolam. Asher Sam, who creates shamais, shamais from the word shmama, desolateness, ba'aretz in the earth. In other words, the whole world is his, and he could do with the world, Kirtzayne, and sometimes there's some shamais, from the word shmama, right? Ba'aretz tishar shmama, desolateness in, in the earth. So the Gemara says in Brachas, don't say Shamas, say Shemus. He creates names. Well, what's Pshat? <laughs> so he says a very powerful word. There's not one name, there's many names. We spoke about a name, but how many names are there? Many names. Every line here is, the, is another. <laughs> there's many different names. Why? Because it depends which world you're in. depends who you are. You can't compare the consciousness of an ashama of one world to an ashama of another world, the consciousness of a person to a donkey, the consciousness of a plant to a rock, the consciousness of an angel, yeah, to the consciousness of an ant. But everything has chiyos. So it all depends on the name. Shmoy HaGadol is the great name. But you can't necessarily receive from it. So it has to go through many levels. So he says like this. Every madrega. What for me is essence is relative to another level name. In other words, for me, what is above me relative to what is above that, it's only a shame. You understand? And, and why? Because it's that which comes to, to a lower flow. So there's name after name after name. The Baal Shem Tov once said that for every question he has an answer. But for every answer he has a question. So they said, why? So the Baal Shem Tov said, because... What's a question in one world is an answer in another world. As you go up, this, the, the, the journey continues. So he says, so every madrega, legabi the lower level, it's the essence. Legabi a higher level, it's only a shame. And so on and so forth. So therefore, v'kulam is baruch. And that's why there's so many shinuyim ba'olamas. Why are there so many shinuyim? 
Because that's part of the process. It depends which element, which shame is being communicated. After the parentheses, he brings from the Pardus uh, that you can have even two people with the same name and they have different personalities because the name itself can exist on many frequencies. He says you have two people with the same name, the Chedush have the same personality. They don't have completely opposite personalities because the names, it could be the same letters themselves, but they can exist on different levels. We spoke already that the name, you can't compare, it has no value relative to the core. So this is what the Pesach is saying. Go see the Mef'alois, the workings of Hashem. It's the great wonder. Hashem, the infinite one, creates all of the worlds constantly, from ayin to yesh. From a state of ayin, from a state of nothingness into a state of somethingness, bidiburei through his words, asher sum shama is ba'aretz loshin shmama. What's shama? It's not that he destroys the world. Why would that be such a nice thing to see? Go see, go see the destruction. So he says it something much deeper. Some shama is loshin shmama desolateness. She be'emes afilu kol ha'olamis medesh kol dargin hurak shmama negedatz musi is barach. What it means is that the very definition of the world, even the highest world, Legabe Atmos, is called Shmama. It's called desolate. It's called Achurban. It's called desolate. Why? Because it's, it compromises and eclipses so much of the truth. That's where Churban begins. That's where Shmama begins. Destruction doesn't begin when I destroy my life. It begins in a much more subtle place. It begins in the disconnection from infinity to finiteness. Now that's good news, because it means that the trauma of existence doesn't begin when a traumatic event happens. The trauma of existence begins when God decided to have a name. In other words, that reality can be articulated as something separate from pure infinity. The moment I'm separate from pure infinity, I'm not a manifestation of the full Ain Saif. Now the only question is, what story do I tell myself who I am? So one day I'm a good guy, and one guy, one day I'm a loser. But the problem is, I'm busy telling stories. That's where Shmama begins. You hear Shmama? He says Shmama begins. Even the highest world is a korban. Why? Because Lagabe Atmos, it's already a definition. That's what. That's where. So that's where the Gemara says, "Al tikre Shamos elashemus." You hear the word? We're not talking to me about a Khurban, uh, you know, a, 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 Put, a Putin war. It starts much deeper. It starts off from the shame. The shame is where Shmama begins. Why? Because it compromises. It's everything. The name is everything, and it's also nothing. What would, we, what would I do without a name? What would I do without a name? <laughs> what would people do without their name? Uh, yeah, the name, that, the name, that's Tzimtzum. That's what we learned yesterday. Who is Shmai Balvad? Of course, that's what we do in our world. We turn people into numbers. We turn people into names. Names, mainly, you turn them even into numbers, right? Like prisoners. You turn them into numbers. You know, the survivors always talk about when they came into the camps. You know, after a few minutes, we're talking about those who weren't sent to the gas chambers. They got their number, and I wasn't a person anymore. I was just a number. And even that not, you know? So that's, that's the ultimate distortion where the person could become exploited and manipulated and chas v'shalom abused. But the beginning, and then, and then I start believing it about myself. 
And I'm in a place of shmama, I'm in a place of desolateness. Shmama means desolate. You know what desolate means? Vizakmanav Yiddish shmama. Vist, say again. Pustin vist, pistin vist. Soyuvavoyu, yeah. Desolate. You come into a situation, you know, you, you go into Mariupol in Ukraine, right? Desolate. Uh, Shmama, it's a kata- after a catastrophe. So I'll take the Shamas, Elishamas. You have to understand this that from Ain Soif, from Ain Soif Mamish, came the Chiddush of Hashem, and even the highest world is still an Indian of Shmama relative to the truth of Ain Soif. Okay, I think our time is up. Hagamas Medvedvig and ain't safe, but we're also talking about Shema, so we have to link the two. So it's a very long moment, and I don't want to fall behind in the dates, Pashat. So tomorrow there'll be a shear. For those who want, we'll learn tomorrow at the same time. That's Wednesday morning. And uh, it's also online. If you can't make it, you can hear it online. You can watch the replay, etc. Because I don't want you to miss those who can't come tomorrow. Blinader. You could tell your wives there's a class today, 12.45 for women in the tent here. Everybody have a tzlacher rabba and a beautiful day. Thank you. Reb Moshe Bistoifus. With a name like Moshe, you can't go wrong. Lagba Oimer Begematria Moshe. Some Sofer writes, Lagba Oimer Begematria Moshe. Nei Soscha writes. It's a Ramaz Yartzat, huh? Every day, goes over or a Moshe. Yeah, yeah. He's coming for like 20 years. I saw the Chsam Saif. I didn't even make the Cheshman. I trusted him. It's not? <laughs> it is, it is. Say <laughs> again. I go for a job. The site is like Boim. His name is also the Moshe. 345, Lag Boimer. Yeah, it makes sense, I think. I don't know if Machad the Cheshbin. How could Shmoy be Shmoy? He's saying if Oid is Main Amoyer, if Oid reflects the Moyer, how can it be Shmoma? If you have a name. Well, first of all, he says here it's Ha'ara de Ha'ara. So that's Shmama. That's what he says here. So when you have a name, and someone doesn't understand what that name means. Right. Shimcha is, is, is beyond Mamale. Yeah. So someone has to name Moshe. I'll take the Shamas and the Shamas. You hear the word, I'll take the Shamas and the Shamas. That the Shamas we're talking about is the shame. We're not talking about Shamas. <laughs> That's uh, this you have to see. To understand that even a definition of, a, of the highest definition is a Shmama. It's not, uh, it's a compromise. Don't, uh, what do they say? Don't surrender to a mediocre interpretation of yourself. Yeah, so then my mother, the Balatanya Zokt, as the Nihi from the Mashpia, Vete Chabad from the Makabal. 
the Netzach Hoid of the Mashpia becomes the Chachma bin Adas of the student. You understand? That's what he says, that every ne, every level, right, when it has to communicate to the lower level, it's only its name. Only its name. Even though what it received, what it received from the higher level was only its name. <laughs> but its atzmius becomes, it comes from the shame of the higher. Yeah. The malchus of the mashpia becomes the keser of the makabal. That's how it is. Yeah. If I know who you are, so then I hear your name, I may, I may just start smiling, right, inside. Otherwise you think, What's Another the, person just knows the name; it's nothing there, and that's a, that's a metaphor for the tzimtzum. Everything is in the letters, and nothing is there. As I said yesterday, you could read, I could memorize, <laughs> I could memorize a word from the words from the Mishnah, and I know all the words, but I know nothing. I just have words. I just have physical words. Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalad, Hevav. It's a beautiful thing, but it's not. Uh, you, have you have a piece of paper. An architect may work on a plan, right? Brilliant. Took him five years, ten years. I have the paper, but I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't have a house, and I don't even. I may not even know how to decipher it. For me, it's worthless. You know, programmer will write a backend program that's brilliant. It's genius. Took him twenty-five years. He gives it to me. All I see is gibberish. Right. So I have nothing. Even though I could sell it maybe for $10 million. <laughs> but I don't know why. <laughs> You'll probably sell for $50. <laughs> Another person sees it. I'm like, oh, my, wow, wow, wow. So who, who's right? <laughs> the answer is it's Isis, right? If you see the oil in the Isis, then it's unbelievable. If you don't see the oil in the Isis, you just have dead Isis, lifeless Isis. So that's a muscle for Tzimtzum. It's a metaphor. Isis is a metaphor. It's a, it's a very interesting metaphor that he keeps on using because today we know, and he, this was not known at this time, that you know DNA is defined by scientists as letters, right? Like a computer program. Even though it's not letters, it's not really letters, but DNA, when they talk about DNA, they talk about it as Isis, as letters. That means essentially the, the genetic code of every organism is Isis. So that's an amazing thing. It's a gigantic book. It's a gigantic book. So basically, what, what is life? What is life on our planet? It's a book. It's a safer. Every, every creature itself has a safer, and together it's one huge safer. Zest safer told this other. So when it says, you know, God said, He spoke the world into existence, it was always seen as some strange metaphor. He spoke the world. Today, it's, that, that's chemistry. Of course, He spoke the world into existence. It's all words, all letters. And it sequences. It sequences. It's a program. It's pushed a program code. That's what it is. The world is Dibur. It's Isis. Now, Isis have everything in them. But you have to be able to know how to see the Isis. <laughs> if not, you could be a geneticist. You could be a chemist. You could be a physicist. Right? You see God every second of the day. And you're busy saying, you know, it's random. It's a mistake. Uh, it just happened by the Big Bang. You and don't see the code. You, you don't, don't see, see the programmer. You don't see the programmer. Program. All you see is letters. When really the letters are a manifestation of everything. It's actually it's the biggest compliment for a programmer when people look at the program and they don't see the program. I, I just want to show right. you this is my program. People don't even realize this is this is a program. Well, there's something behind this that you can actually That's use. beautiful. Use something. So this is a very good marshal for this world 
Hashem wrote such a good program, yeah. we don't see the programmer. It, it runs so well. <laughs> you know, when I'm using my computer, it seems so efficient and perfect. Somebody had to do this? It's, it's so good. It's so... That's the screen in it. Huh? It, it only shows how good he is, right? He's so good that I forget about him. God did such a good job huh? that you can ignore him, yeah? Ah, the Rebbe's word, Shane. Er macht a bracha und er macht keine Essen. It's a word, huh? He said, that's Shane, Mava. Er macht a bracha und er macht keine Essen. Huh? The Edelkeit, huh? It's a word from the Chartkever. Bissol of Chartkov. I saw in his Sefer once. Um, the Gemara says in Brachas, Kol Hanenem in Oelam Haza Beloy Bracha. Kilu Gazal, Kilu Mal, Kilu Nanem Ekachi Shemaim. If you have a no from Oelam Haza without a Bracha, it's like you're stealing me. It's Meila. So he touches Kol Hanenem in Oelam Haza Beloy Bracha. If somebody's having a no from Oelam Haza, not Mitzad Bracha. Not that he doesn't make a Bracha. He says, really, the Hanav of Melam is it's an opportunity to make a bracha. What's the Hanav of a coffee? Before I drink, I could say, Shahakal Nebidvara. Before I drink water, he says, that's the Hanav. Kalanenem in Melam Hazah, below bracha. If the Hanav of Melam Hazah is not from the, it's not talking about a Jew who doesn't make a bracha, he makes a bracha. His Hanav of Melam Hazah is not from the bracha. Really, the Hanav is, yeah. Uh, you're eating, you're eating a, a tomato, it's an opportunity to make a bracha. It's a gavaldikam, no, where do you get such a pleasure in life? Only if I don't eat the tomato, I can't make a bracha. If I eat the tomato, I can make a bracha. So that's the enjoyment of the tomato, or the steak, or the chicken, or the potato, or the coffee, whatever. But if you're nanim in Elam Hazar, below bracha, not from the bracha, from the Elam he says, then the person is... The has the vart. Geshmaka vart. The chart giver. You could have used numbers also. Well, those give them the nominator. Yeah. The marshal is Isis because the Isis can have a token. Isis are kalim for an idea or for an emotion. Isis are kalim. They're vessels. They're conduits. So Isis is a marshal for kalim. First taste. And then the oil fills the kalim. So the first symptom, that symptom we spoke about yesterday, that created Caleb, so to speak. What says Caleb? That's a marshal for Isis. On one hand, I could see the ice and see everything. I could see the ice and see nothing. And that's the Kiddush of the symptom. So this is what I still don't understand. It's Shem Hashem. It's Shem Hashem. Was it before symptom or after symptom? Because if Tzimtzum is creation of all the oasis and, and ultimately creation of the world, was the Shem before or not? So if it was after the Tzimtzum, then why we say, So this is what I didn't understand. Excellent question. So the answer is, The way pre-Tzimtzum, pre-Briya, the shame is subsumed in the essence. It's not separate. It can't be seen as separate. It's just completely part and parcel of the atmos itself. In other words, it's like, to, so to say, the ray of the sun, the way it's in the solar core. 
It doesn't have a distinct identity. You don't even talk about it. Oh, you see of the ray of the sun inside the sun. So it was It was all there. But I won't say it was there, because over there, it is infinite. In other words, the ultimate bittel is the ultimate yesh. The yesh amiti. Because without it, it would not be the ultimate bittel takes the world to a place where it exists as infinity. By the way, you know that. The less bittel, the less yesh. The less bittel. Right, it comes out on its as its own thing. It's much more compromised. It's much more limited. It's shmama. It's desolate. By the way, you know what today? Rabbi Isaac has Teufus given. You remember we learned that Maimer once and look at the Torah Rosh Hashanah about tshuva. Mikel Kamoicha. The Chazal say tshuva kadma la'olam, because what tshuva is is going to the to the place beyond time and beyond space. That's what tshuva is. And over there, you can go back retroactively. You could redefine your past. Right, so when we say the name is perception, it's more than perception. The name is really the chios, it's the energy. The avoid of a person is how connected I am to my essence, how aware I'm of it, how much my essence flows into my life. How much there's a flow from the essence into the light. That's where the Avaid is. Same like the note in the sun. Yeah, and it defines everything. And even if I shut my window and I pull down the blinds and I pulled a curtain and I put a second curtain and a third curtain, so the light is not coming into my window, right? My, my, my room is pitch dark, but the sun is still here. <laughs> the presence of the sun is still here. It's not like, oh, the sun is now damaged. No, 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 you didn't allow the light to come in. The sun is not damaged. <laughs> and the sun doesn't get depressed. And the sun is not affected. Suddenly like the sun is now weaker because you didn't accept its light. No, I didn't accept its light, okay? Hopefully tomorrow I'll get smarter. But the sun is always present, fully. I just clouds, the, the sun didn't disappear. You know, sometimes a child looks up, there's clouds, the sun disappeared. What happened? The sun didn't disappear. <laughs> We just don't have the ability to be able to see it because there's a blockage. So you have to remove the blockage. You don't have to create the sun. You have to remove the blockage. And even when the sun sets, it also didn't disappear. It's just coming back. <laughs> the earth spinning, the, the sun revolving, both of them, is, it's coming back. It's not... That's the yisoyed of everything. Yeah. The challenge, of course, is that when the light is blocked, sometimes people start telling themselves that there's no sun. That's part of the blockage. The part of the blockage is that I don't realize that the essence is whole. I don't have where to go back to. That's why it's so important to know this, that even if a person's experience is that everything is black and dark, but the sun is shining. And in the marshal, the sun has to remain above. The sun can't come into this room. In the nimshal, it doesn't work in space. So the whole essence is here. By the sun, the sun is still where it is, you know, it's far away. That's why the, the worst thing you could tell a child is, Du bist afadarbene ingel. Du bist afadarbene ying. Fadarbene is mushchat, disgusting, repulsive, uh, corrupted, corrupted. It's a terrible thing to say. First of all, it's not true, that's the first thing. 
And what the child is hearing is that his or her core is, is broken, is horrible. And now, at best, they have to justify them, their existence and somehow do things that the other person will be able to say, you're not Fadarbin. You have hope. But the whole thing is not true. It may be that their behavior is not reflecting their beautiful essence. That's true. But that's a whole different story. So you want to bring out their essence. You don't want to bring out how bad they are. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.